I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to Their Tropes their Battled, battled for, dominance. for Dominance. Um, that was definitely very off. Um, we've had a very exciting couple of weeks. We didn't record last yeah. week because we are both prepping for Anime NYC, um, yes. which was awesome. I don't know if any of you guys went, but Liz and I obviously went. We had a lot of fun. Yep. I got to work with freaking MiHoYo, like Genshin Impact. That was so cool. I'm still like freaked mm-hmm. out about it a little bit. Um, you know, and I got to work with some, uh, Famous people like <laughs> Stella Chu. If you guys are uh, cosplayers, you know that name. Um, she was a guest for MiHoYo. I wasn't a guest. I do want to make that clear. Like I didn't like I was saying like I worked for MiHoYo, but I didn't like have a contract or anything. Like like my stuff was mostly volunteer. Um, yeah. I just did it out of love for the game and the craft. Whereas Stella Chu was like, you know, she she was paid to make an appearance, um, as she mm-hmm. should be for someone of her following. Uh, but she was like being uh, she was asked to host the official meetup and they were like, hey, who wants to help host the meetup? Keep in mind that Nick, my boy. Oh, there goes the motorcycle. Um, oh, uh, I'll say something after. Oh, my God. OK, he is going. Jesus Christ. Um, so ev- Nick and I were like the only people there who didn't have a following, like a large following on some sort of social media. Like we weren't, we were the only ones who didn't make a living off of mm-hmm. like being a content creator. Like God, I wish that was me. Literally, I was like, Making... I didn't realize because they were all they, like all the people who um, were there. Like you know, I met them on Instagram first. So I was like, oh, they don't. Most of them don't have a big following on Instagram. So it's you know they're probably like me and Nick. And then I'm like looking at their twitches, and they're like all like full time content creators. And I was like, Jesus. Christ. Yeah um love that for them love that for them they were all very nice by the way like I, nick and i were really worried that people were gonna be like kind of elitist and mean but like they were all very nice so shout out to them um if you've seen them in photos they were all very very nice people and very easy to work with um but they all of them were like yeah i'm not like doing more than i was paid to do if you want me to host the meetup you're gonna have to pay me an mc fee and mihoyo was mm-hmm. like no we are a small indie company haha we can't do that <laughs> um oh my god <laughs> no, the they, amount of money people pay in like yeah fucking... yeah they just didn't want to like pay extra and i was like you know what like i'll do it because like i don't it's not like i you know like i have a following like i'm not here because yeah. i'm making money off this appearance i'm here because i want to meet more people who are new to the game and i enjoy the game i like cosplaying mm-hmm. so it was kind of a win-win for me and i was like you know i have experienced paneling so it can't be that different so i was like sure i'll do it keep in mind though i didn't realize like stella was stella chu until after mm-hmm. i agreed to host this right like you know we walk in, mm-hmm. in the morning um and i uh you know we, we introduce ourselves and she's like hi i'm stella and i'm like i'm gabs first off she roasted my wig but like not in a mean way and i like your wig needs to be brushed because the wind <laughs> ruined my wig um and we were talking and we found out that she actually went to the same undergrad college that liz and i went to and she ho- mm-hmm. ran the anime club <laughs> We have beef with anime club. We do, but I love. I just can't get over the fact that Stella Chu not only went to our college but ran the anime club there. Um, I don't remember if we've ever said the name of our college in an episode before. We're not going to say yeah, it. I though. don't want to say it yeah. out of respect for her. Privacy. I don't think we have. Okay, I don't want to say it out of respect for her privacy. But um, I just thought that was so funny. And, you know, we're chatting. She was very nice. Um, I think she was a little taken aback that I didn't immediately be like, oh, my God, Stella Chu. Because uh, later, as, as we were walking around before they opened, you know, the con to everybody else because we got in early as staff, um, I looked at Nick and I was like, wait, 
Stella as in Stella Chu? And I was like, no, it can't be. She lives in LA, right? <laughs> so I looked up her Instagram, and she's it's like her. And I was like, that wig was like so – like she had blue in her purple wig. So I was like, that is a really interesting touch. Um, So like I knew it was her. I saw the photo. I was like, oh, my God, I'm posting Stella Chu. And then they kept going back and forth being like, oh, you're not going to do it. You are going to do it, blah, blah, blah. So I was under the impression for so a while stressful. that I wasn't going to do it. And then five minutes before we have to go on, I get pulled by her handler, and she's like, hey, you're doing this. So I was like, what? Why? <laughs> um, so, yeah, if you want to look at Stella Chu's blog, I am the Amber, her co-host uh, for the meetup, which was really cool. And, um, you know, it was really I was kind of scared, but she said that I did okay, so I'll take her word for it. And I watched nice. it, and you did amazing, Gabs. Thank you. I was really, really stressed. I feel like um, I could have done better. I just got really nervous, and there was such a big crowd, and um, some of the people weren't, like, the nicest. Like, to be fair, all the cosplayers were so such nice people in the crowd, but um, there were some, like, hardcore fans who just wanted the free merch who were kind of they weren't heckling but they were they were being really aggressive and um it Mm -hmm. kind of scared me and threw me off a bit yeah um they're like why don't you call over here and i'm like i don't make the rules um you know stuff like that but but other than that that would make anyone nervous yeah and i mean i was also the fact that i realized you know oh shit i'm hosting a stella chew and neither of us know what we're doing because they gave us like nothing to prepare we had to prepare yeah they were like here you go like stella and i came up with the trivia like five minutes before oh my god it was really stressful um but it was it was really fun it was a really cool experience and i got to meet some really cool people like their official booth babes they had working naomi and taiga were some of the sweetest people i met all weekend um so shout out to them and yeah i i other than that like i had a really good time i was pretty like dead exhausted the rest of the weekend though because like the stress like took everything out of me for that um so and we were we didn't get home until like 3 30 saturday night too that definitely didn't help anyone saturday night we went over to my friend riley's uh who she was about like 20 30 minutes from the con so we all just kind of drove over there and hung out and then uh her boyfriend runs the hentai panels at oda and katsu so we it was uh, a great panel i will say yeah no really good panel shout out to brandon go check out his panels if you're ever at oda or KatsuCon. he runs like all the hentai panels um they were really well researched and really fun to watch and uh you know it's fun it's it's weird to say it's fun to watch hentai with your friends but it is it is (laughs) and um also while we're doing that just like a side shout out to riley's brand viva Novum. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. It's Latin. I'm really bad at pronunciation, as we know. We can put the link in our description. Yes, I would love to do that just because, um, like, she's amazing and she has, like, her own clothing line and they are gorgeous, gorgeous pieces of clothing. And um, speaking of clothing, I am starting a brand new job in January, Woo! but it's not, it's not like, you know, retail. It's an actual full-time big girl job, um, kind of like what I Liz is doing, that. but like, you know, my own, my own field. And I'm really excited. And uh, the first paycheck I get, I am buying Riley's clothes. So I have been telling her this mm-hmm. for months now. I'm like, the second I have a big girl job, I'm buying your clothes because I'm obsessed. Um, yes. And then uh, Liz, is there anything you want to add before I add a very important note? Um, I had a lot of fun at AMYC. Um, I cosplayed, you know, sometimes this weekend, it really just kind of showed me my love for cosplay again. Yeah. You know, I feel like before I was always like, I have to bring these big, crazy, insane cosplays. And like, if I want to ever get noticed or people like what I'm doing. But this weekend, I literally only wore like schoolgirl outfits of characters who I loved and really wanted to cosplay and had so much fun cosplaying. And, like, so many people were, like, oh, my God, and gave me, like, so much encouragement. So it kind of just, like, 
Anime NYC just gave me, like, reinvigorated my love for cosplay and kind of, like, for the right reasons. I'm really You know glad. what I mean? No, I totally like, agree. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I, I arguably did wear some fancier stuff. Like, Saturday I was Rosaria Genshin Impact, so, like, you know, that is a whole lot of, uh, booba. Uh, and, you know that is like the definition that's kind of like the modern trend of like the sexier the cosplay the more you get noticed but yeah um i will say like i had almost i had like the same amount of fun doing stuff like psyche k on sunday you know like it was just a good time and like i actually normally don't enjoy anime nyc but i really did enjoy it this time um but also i didn't have to wait in the line con on friday yeah we're worked. really lucky yeah, so i'm so I'm sorry sure if anyone had to wait in that same i'm sure i would have hated it if i had to wait in that infamous like four hour line but i didn't yeah. so i really enjoyed it and but at the same time i'm not sure that i would go back for a full weekend unless i was working a booth again Mm -hmm. Um, but also it made me realize like i really enjoy like you know taking photos with people and like meeting other fans of things so like i want to like i really want to look into doing like booth babes and stuff for like more cons just because it was really enjoyable for me and like you know i was i was told explicitly like we were explicitly not allowed to act like we were the character um that was like Uh number one rule so we were ourselves dressed as the character i love that i feel like sometimes it's almost i i like that because like it it keeps their it's able to keep their character integrity without putting so much pressure on you to keep yeah, that we're character not Disney integrity. Performers, you know, like we're not yeah. friends with the characters. We are just cosplaying them. So like the closest we got was just being like, I'm Amber, you know, but like that like that was just like saying like I'm dressed as Amber, not I am Amber. So um it was it was very nice. I did enjoy it a lot. Um and uh any other things that notes list before I say our other note? Um, I'm trying to think, and, like, we'll not come back. really. We'll come back to you if you have anything. I haven't been, like, I haven't, it's not that my week was, like, boring necessarily, but it was just, like, a week. I mean, you know? I've been was... playing Pokemon Diamond nonstop since I got home because it came out Friday when I was at the con, and I had pre-ordered it at a physical location, like, at a physical GameStop, so I couldn't, you know, like, just bring it with me to the con so i had to wait till i got home sunday night and i've been playing it like every day like i was um like what 15 minutes late to recording with liz because i got sidetracked by playing the dig underground game because i'm obsessed and i have my empoleon i'm happy i just got my sixth gym badge like an hour ago so like i'm taking my time but like it is so nice to relive my childhood um and before mm-hmm. we get into the actual episode liz and i came to the agreement that like it has been part of the reason like we take so long to like we kind of dread recording almost we don't dread it but like you know uh, yeah i agree energy. i don't necessarily dread it but we we sometimes like, off because then we have to spend like three plus hours editing each episode so yeah we we've kind of decided um as of this episode that we're going to kind of treat them all like our 50 shades episodes and that we don't do in-depth editing like so you're going to get a little more real recording in terms of like we're going to be like um um at some points you know and we're going to cut out like anything like we'll make notes to cut things out if it needs to be cut out and you know we're going to check for sound quality but overall we're not going to be sitting there listening to the entire episode right after we record and editing it yeah because it's very stressful and yeah especially with both of our schedules mm-hmm. um sitting down 3 hours a week to edit just isn't um necessarily feasible for both of us with like and yeah because it's like oh i'd have to choose between like editing tonight or streaming well i want to do both so then i end up staying up really late and then i'm tired for work and yeah like sometimes 
Like, I had a feeling, like, not to necessarily say, like, mm-hmm. we there was, may have been, like, more chances in the past when we just released a Fifty Shades that we would have probably been able to release an episode if we, per se, did this, like, editing style. You Definitely. know what I mean? Like, even last week, like, when we were in NYC, like, we, the only reason we had to release Fifty Shades instead of um, a normal episode is because we were saying, like, we could record now, but then we were not going to be able to edit. So, yeah, at so... that point, you know, might as well just focus our energies on other things and just release Fifty Shades. Yeah, so that's kind of going to be the goal going forward. Now, if the quality drop is really low, please let us know. But I think it should be fine because we haven't had any complaints on our Fifty Shades episodes. Yeah, and we've really kind of, like, streamlined our recording process. It no longer takes us, like, you know, 75 minutes, and then we cut out, like, 15 minutes of uh, recording. Uh, Yeah, exactly. We've gotten a lot better about that. So, um, let's get into the episode then. Um, I got to choose this week, and I chose mm-hmm. Drunken Confession. <laughs> um, Wait, fucking stop. What? I I literally, my trope that I got assigned is, like, basically that. Wait, wait, you're kidding. <laughs> I swear to fucking Wait, God. I'm looking right now. No! <laughs> In vino veritas. Like, the truth of the law. Lo- oh, my God. We stop. literally Okay, this but shout out to us. It's taken us almost 50 episodes for us to accidentally do this. Um, I was kind of waiting for the day that we... <laughs> no, because I remember at the beginning, we literally were like, oh, we need to tell each other every week what we, what we you, got we, we so literally, we don't accidentally do this. Literally, what And we then we're like, do- no. Yeah, because it was the fun. Well, after every time we recorded, like after we, you know, uploaded the episode and stuff, then we would be like, okay, stay on Discord because we got to like, you know, pick our trope and we would like share the screen of picking the trope so that the other person didn't pick the same trope. And then our surprise would be whoever, whatever the other person picked. Now we've kind of been doing it where we both kind of surprise each other and like just, you know, we've gotten lucky, but um, this is definitely going to set a precedent for <laughs> Luckily, luckily they're like. Mine has a little bit more to it than just yeah, drunken I'm, I'm confession. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You have um a lot more notes than I have. Yeah, because well, my mine is like there's there is stuff on TV tropes about it, and it's mm-hmm. it it definitely has. I mean, we can get into it when we get into my notes, mm-hmm. but um, just an idea since ours are so like closely related. Yeah. Would you be down to maybe you read your notes, I read my notes, and then we get into our fix? I think that is probably the best way to go about this. That being said, um, seeing as my note is both shorter and funnier, I feel like you should do <laughs> your more serious notes first. Okay, so I actually I do I do have a lot of notes for Yeah, this. that's what I say. So, I feel like yours will be a more encompassing thing, whereas mine is a cute little summary. Okay. So in vino veritas, um, it's a Latin phrase meaning the truth in the wine. Or if you if you're going to go with like the super direct um translation, it'd be in wine there is truth. I want to uh pat myself on the back. I knew what that meant without the English translation because it's wow it's like the same words in Spanish. So well, yeah, I know like in I know the in wine part. I just yeah. don't know the veritas. Yes. But, I actually yeah. don't know if that's the – I don't even think – I think they're similar words in Spanish, but I don't remember because I haven't taken Spanish in five years. But I just remember – I've seen that word before. I just know that. Anyways, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so I have notes from uh, fan lore and TV tropes for this because while this is a trope in <laughs> fan fiction, it derived from the trope within, like, television right. and other popular media. I do want to media. say, I think it's funny that you were able to – like, you know, you found, like, the trope because you did the random assign thing like that's how you were able to find it whereas i was i straight up just like 
like skinned through TV tropes and our uh, fan lore because I was like, drunken confessions, confessions. I don't see anything. Oh well. And like, <laughs> what else yeah. There? love that oh, love that yeah us. it's because it's pro- it's probably more encompassed under this yeah yeah and so it's um so within fan works it's also called confessions under the influence or drunken confessions mm-hmm. um so it's a trope in fan works where um where while the while one character is under the influence of like alcohol drugs truth serum truth spell or like kind of just other basically stuff. anything where they're not like in their sober mind yeah um, they will, they can confess their lust or love to another character. The other character who the confession is about, um, is usually also present in said scene and is more often not under the influence as well. They're usually pretty sober. Yeah. I will say, and so, I wonder if, like, if sex pollen kind of falls under this, cause we're saying like truce here and truce spell mm-hmm. and like sex pollen, you know, a lot of times people write like both like if we're talking like sex pollen abo etc where they're like under the influence of like a heat of some sort usually that character yeah. is still like in love with the character who's not under the influence so i feel like you could also throw that in here yeah uh, it's, so the thing being is extra not, horny not always 100 percent, because i mean when it comes to like sex pollen it's oh, like Liz whispered it shut up <laughs> it's like it could be for like it could be between characters who don't have a love for each other that's at all. true so it's it's not it's not necessarily always for that whereas like this kind of truth serum being under the influence of drinks uh like drink alcohol drugs whatever it, it like it brings their actual feelings to the yes, surface that's a good whereas point. for that it's not always right but and um i guess like you so, could say there's a sister trope of like uh, yeah sex under the influence <laughs> <laughs> But um, a common trope with, like, within this is the character confessing will mm. forget their confession and the other character will have to, like, deal with that knowledge without giving themselves away. Where it's like, oh, they probably would be so embarrassed if they knew they told me. So, like, I gotta just, like, kind of keep it under wraps, you know? Is it wrong kind of a, like that that's more of a trope in, like, East Asian media than Western media? Because I feel like... I in, don't think so. I've seen, like, in Western media, usually, like, someone's like, you don't remember this? And, like, say it. Like, they don't hold it in. Whereas when I see in, like, uh, East Asian media, like, specifically in anime, they're like, oh, I can't tell... I can't tell Senpai that he confessed or he'll be embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Whereas... Um, yeah. And then I'm like, you know, oh, this kid in my chemistry class told me they liked me, but they don't remember. I better remind them, you know? <laughs> like... Yes. But so, um, going on to, like, the TV tropes, um, Mm. this is where we talk about this original trope, um, in, like, popular media, Mm -hmm. as well as, like, necessarily, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to, like, think how I, how I can phrase this. Mm -hmm. It's not all about, like, confessions and love when it comes to it in popular media. That's a huge portion of it, Mm -hmm. but it's not 100%. So, um, usually in popular media, um, this... It illustrates what happens when a character consumes alcohol and his true personality emerges. Truth in television in that a drunk person has much a much harder time keeping secrets and convincingly lying. But um, 
TV land generally exaggerates it enormously. So symptoms can include, include personality inversion. So um, the stoic will turn into like so a character who is like a stoic will turn into like someone who's like gushing, being so excited, Stop, super happy. That's one of my favorite, favorite tropes though. I love like, that. They're like usually like a really hard person, but like the second they're like under the influence, they're like, oh my God, hee hee, I have a crush. Like super giggly. So cute. Yeah, or um, where, like, someone who's a character who'd be, like, a quote-unquote loser becomes, like, kind of trying to be, like, a Casanova, like, really flirty and, like, that kind of stuff. Oh, that's the nice guy popular in, like, cartoons and shit. Like, mm-hmm. the character that, no- like, people treat as a joke suddenly is, like, super, like, suave when he's uh, drunk or whatever. Um, where Or someone who's, like, usually really nice will become kind of an asshole when they're drunk, and oh, that's something that. that definitely happens. Oh, I love that, um, I'm I love kind that trope. Of... Yes. Um, I like when just a it... little bit mean. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we if we want to talk about when we were talking about the sex pollen, um, libational, I don't know how to say that word. Libational libido, libido, I think. Libational libido, yes. It's um where one or both characters of a pair of characters let slip the un- unresolved sexual tensions. The fans all knew they were living in denial and cue kissing under the influence, which can be problematic in itself. I totally understand, but that's yeah. definitely a part of this trope. And if we're talking, if we were mentioning sex pollen in the beginning, it kind of falls under that part of this trope. Yeah, I, and that's I where mean, we were kind of coming with it. I do also want to say, um, I know for a fact that my fic doesn't have anything of like. Oh yeah, no, mine doesn't either. The influence, because like, I personally know, in, tend to avoid reading that because yeah, I do in, in stuff like Omegaverse. I'm down with that. In stuff that's based off real life fiction, I try to avoid anything that's like under the influence. Like I, I mean, not always, you know, but like I prefer things where consent is explicit, and you don't get explicit yep. consent no matter what, like media, fiction, whatever, unless the both parties are totally sober. Hmm. And then there's um, another tr- another part of this trope called loose lips, where a character where this will be where usually love confessions happen, mm. but there are other confessions that can happen Ooh. where a character can give away like a secret that they would have been adamant about before not telling someone, right. or would be careful of what even hinting at while they're sober. But once drunk, they'll talk more easily and tend to casually let the secret slip. And um, this secret can be anything from a part of their personality that they keep repressed to a secret they're trying to guard from their employers. And, like, it could just be, like, also, like, kind of an insecurity. And so here I do have a couple of um, examples. And so one of the big ones, I think, is from the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie when Mm -hmm. Rocket Raccoon is drunk. He kind of, like, heartbreakingly talks about how he didn't want to be made the way he is and how he's sure that everyone views him as, like, a monstrous freak or a joke. And even though it didn't help anyone from continuing, um, um, like, and it didn't help that, like, characters were calling him rodent or vermin, and, like, that's something he's very, um, insecure about, Mm -hmm. but he kind of holds this, like, boastful, kind of, like, I'm better than everyone kind of asshole-ish attitude to guard that. Like, he's insecure, so he makes himself out to be bigger than everyone else, literally. 100%. And um, not to talk about Hitalia, but this does you happen. You don't have in... to say anything more. You, um, you can stop. But Literally, Axe's powers, Liz. Okay, that's enough. 
I, it's literally just about England who's like, he holds himself as a gentleman, but when he gets drunk, he becomes like an ungrateful kind of cranky asshole. And he's like, I'm everyone, I'm so much better than everyone. Like he kind of becomes a whiny asshole. So it's that personality flip. That's why I chose it because yeah, it shows that. Okay. Um, I do not consider myself a fan of Italia anymore, uh-huh. I will say, but I just thought it illustrated that very well. Um, and so, um, and then in season two of Supernatural, there is a little bit of a spoiler, but this is literally season two. This came out like, like so many fucking years ago. This came out but, over um, 10 years ago. This came out almost yeah. 20 years ago, actually. So, um, Sam, who's usually the serious, quiet little brother to his older brother, Dean, um, Dean, who's like louder and more like funny, um, Sam gets drunk and he become he gets really like giggly and truthful and mm-hmm. starts calling Dean like short and bossy. And it's before he makes Dean promise to kill him if he ever turns to the dark side. Oh. I, I don't know what that means because I didn't watch Supernatural, but I'm assuming that means, like, demon shit. I think so. Um, it's been a long time. I only ever watched the first three seasons, and it's been a long time, so I don't remember. Yes. Um, but um, those are just a couple examples yeah. I tried to choose from. There's a lot more. I just tried to choose from fandoms that, like, I knew or I knew people listening would know necessarily because, like, I'd be able to explain them better. So, yeah. yeah. Do you want me to say my notes? Yeah. Drugging confession. So, um, I literally, my only notes are a fun urban dictionary definition. Mm-hmm. I literally just searched on urban dictionary, drunken confession, and took the first one. So, Love um, that. and then you and I can also act out the little, like, the sentence examples mm-hmm. that they have. You and I can do that. Mm-hmm. It's called, so here's the definition. When you call the person you like drunk to tell them, sometimes it will work out for you and the person will like you back. Other times, it will be the most embarrassing phone call you've ever made. Drunk confession can lead to new relationships or a huge heartache and constant taunting from your friends. So then you and I can act this out. So you can be uh, girl one and girl two, and I'll be the boy. Okay. Ring, 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 boy. Hello, girl. Insert boy name. Boy. Insert girl name? Girl. I love you. Boy, dot, 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 girl. I love you so much. Girl, too. That's you. Oh. What are you doing? Put that phone down. Hangs up girl's phone. Girl, too. Do do you know what you did last night? Girl, one. No. Girl, two. You did a drunk drunk confession of your love for insert boy's name here. (laughs) Those were my notes. (laughs) So that's why I wanted you to go first. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Um, So as for our fix, like, um, I I don't know. Should I go first because it's like normally I would, but also like I have a Mm -hmm. my fix is like double the length of yours. So okay. Um, we can go into mine because mine, yeah, definitely isn't very, very long. Okay. That works. And so, um, my fic is about one of my favorite underrated ships that I think most people be like, what the fuck, Jew? This is actually I really... not something I thought you shipped. Thor Bruce is so fucking good. What do you mean? I love Thor Bruce, actually. It's cute. They're I, just... I never, like, thought of you into it. Oh, no, I love it. There just isn't a lot of, um fixed to it within the trope that i read aka there isn't college a ton AU. of college au so yeah, <laughs> there are some and the some that there are are so beautiful they're so beautiful because it's just like it fits in the whole like it's dumb dumb jock smart nerd smart nerd kind of thing and it's it's so beautiful and um what really solidified me shipping this was thor ragnarok i think that, they had like yeah 
that was great good. banter and like everything. So mm, I, I love I it so much. Thank you, thank you. Because I feel like some people have been like, what the fuck, Liz? So I'm happy that you understand me. I mean, I get it, so. No. Yes, okay, so the the fic is called The Use of Asgardian Ale by Quark in Shining Armor, and Quark is spelled uh, Q-U-A-R-K, and this is on AO3. It is a general audience fic, and it's basically when Bruce gets a little bit too drunk on Asgardian Ale and has a little confession I slip. We'll say it's a little interesting to uh, make a drunk fic an all-ages fic, but I guess they're also going with the assumption Well, they're, that, like... they're of age and nothing inappropriate happens. Oh, okay, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah, it's like, you'll see, it's, it's like a general audience's... Characters get drunk in like children's movies. They get drunk adjacent in children's drunk movies. Drunk adjacent. So. I wouldn't say you get a character who gets like drunk though in like kids. Drunk movies. adjacent, and it's not like where they're belligerently drunk. They're just right. like a little, you know, the like where you're late at night with your friends, a little drunk, kind of happy, Ca- chilling like Captain, out. Captain uh, Jack Sparrow drunk. Yes, ex- less. I feel like he's a little bit more woo than they are in the spec but we can just yes. read so um this is from bruce's perspective so i will read for him and i'll read for thor. and you can read for thor i can't do an australian accent i'm not gonna try yeah that's that's fair enough thor's eyes are so blue bruce thought as he watched thor at animatedly telling a story of defending one of the nine realms to him and some of their teammates they're the color of lightning but more serene somehow he wanted to concentrate. Thor was such a vivid storyteller and he'd no shortage of stories to tell from his long life. But after what Bruce could only guess had been several bottles of Asgardian strength ale, Bruce was finding it difficult to focus on much other than his undeniable crush on the god. His hair looked so soft. It was partially braided today, flowing down past his shoulders. I wonder what it would be like to touch. In his drunk, adult haze, it didn't seemed that strange for Bruce to touch it, so that's what he did. Thor gave him a fond, surprised look, and continued talking as Bruce absentmindedly ran his fingers through Thor's hair. So, I had to dress as a fair maiden, ready to be wed, while Loki planned our escape. Um, that's my favorite. I want to hear that story. story. I not, love you haven't that. heard that story? I haven't read it. I want to read oh it. Oh my god. I've seen, fan, I've seen fan art of it. It's literally I my favorite. It. And that was that is the story that my lit class, like my group covered in ninth grade lit. And how we convinced one of the moms of our group members to pay for us to go see the Thor movie. Because I love that. we were like, it has to do with our project. <laughs> so Gore so, <laughs> continued. There were laughs from the group at that. And despite the fact that they had... That he was barely paying attention to the thread of the story, Bruce joined in the laughter, loving the way Thor's smile played across his face. We don't have to be dating for me to be happy, Bruce tried to tell himself. Just being his friend is amazing. And it was. Just so long as he could keep stealing glances at him, keep using every reasonable opportunity to have there be some contact between the two. He'd even gone so far as to hulk out and have the other guy spar with him, hoping that he'd be allowed some memory of the time spent together. Their friendship was great, one of the best Bruce had ever had. Thor even liked Hulk for crying out loud. So if Bruce had to do, uh, had to make do with friendly hugs and drunken affection rather than dinner dates and kisses, he could handle it. Once Thor had finished his anecdote, t- uh, Tony declared he was going to do some shots, and everyone but Thor followed. I will say, um, 
Bruce Banner in MCU being gay makes so much sense. That man is fruity as hell. Oh yeah, no, I love MCU Bruce so much. I, whenever I do, I've like done like, you remember like those um character quizzes? Like, yeah. remember where it was like the like whole long thing where it was like, answer all these and then we'll tell you what, like how close you are to like a bunch of different characters yeah. from media? Yeah. My like one of my top ones was like Bruce. I love and I that. For totally you. see it. I definitely. See I it totally too. see it. Um, but yes, I was going to get some air, Banner. Would you like to join me? <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> Thor gestured the way to the balcony. Bruce nodded. He would have nodded to any question Thor asked. They sat on the deck chairs, pushed maybe a little closer together than they would be usual. But Thor didn't seem to mind. Bruce found himself playing with Thor's hair again stroking and feeling the texture of the braids. Thor let out a low laugh. You appreciate my hair, Banner? <laughs> Suddenly, he became a bit more self-conscious. Sorry, it just... It's longer than mine, and it looked so soft. Thor smiled. It looks no softer than yours. He raised Bruce's chin I like chin how I said I hand. wasn't going to do an Australian accent, and here I am still It's it. It's not good, Gabs. I love not. you so much. It's not. I know. That's why it's funny. That's why you guys like me, because yes. I'm bad at accents, and I'm aware of it. I'm not the theater kid who's trying to be like, I'm so good at accent, you guys. No, I'm bad at it, and I embrace it. I love that for you. Are his hands really hot, or is that just my reaction? Bruce wondered. May I? <laughs> may i (laughs) a moment later bruce felt the hand move move to his hair playing with the curls it is as i expect suspected thor declared bruce laughed what is your hair soft and curly and beautiful just like the man whose head it rests atop of bruce's brain short-circuited in three different places I'm curly? <laughs> Somehow the first reaction he gave. Thor smiled and shook his head. You are beautiful. Oh, Bruce didn't know what to say. Thor's face was now mere inches from his own. It took only a moment of ill-bolstered courage for Bruce to close the gap and kiss Thor. His no. lips were sweet, uh, were soft, sweet, and when he kissed back, Bruce swore he felt electricity. Can I just say, I hand- would not describe Thor, God of Thunder, with soft lips. Those man, That man doesn't know what chapstick is. <laughs> Those look chap and, chapped and rough as fuck. For real. <laughs> um, a hand pressed to the back of his head, um, carting through his hair. Bruce lost his breath, lost in the feeling. I should have done this months ago. A moment later, Thor pulls back. Banner, I want to be honest. Make my feelings plain in a way I've denied you for months. I love... I love you. Bruce had spoken the words before Thor could even finish his. They smiled to each other, both feeling a weight off their chest, thankful that they'd finally plucked the courage to open. I love you. Thor completed. His hand traced Banner's... uh, Sorry, traced Bruce's cheek. You know, Bruce started slowly, if you really love me, maybe you could start calling me Bruce, not Banner. Yeah, you and tell And that's him. the end. That was that's, really That cute. was my pick. I, right? I, really I love their Bruce. It's so soft and cute, and I love it so much. Ugh. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm happy that you at least understand it my is, enjoyment is, of this I, ship. I get the ship. I never had considered it before because um, I like to use Jane as a self-insert and ship myself with Thor. So I have only ever shipped them, but that is very cute, and um, I I get it now. It also follows along the same lines of Jane, where it's like, 
Thor just falls in love with super smart, like, scientist people, and yeah. it's great. No, like, he, Thor and X anybody, like, the best ship recipe for Thor is, like, he's the dumb himbo who gets with the smart person. You know, yes. like, that. that is his ideal ship uh, recipe. And it's great. Um, thank but you, Liz. What did you, what did you choose? So, I chose uh, my current hyperfixation, which has been my hyperfixation for, like, a couple months now. And it's Child X Moomin from Genshin Impact. Um, uh-huh. And I just think it's really funny that I chose them because Thursdays is the day that the fic I'm following for them updates. Um, shout out mm-hmm. to our friend Bree. She is my fellow Chibumi uh, hyperfixator. Um, like, we, like, all we do is, like, text about Chibumi for, like, the past couple months. We started a Twitter group chat just so we could send each other, like, porn of Chibumi without clogging TL. Um, you know, stuff like that. Like, and uh, every time um, this fic updates, which is on Thursdays, but it's not a set time on Thursday, it's just on Thursday, like, we text each other, we're like, oh my god, it updated! Um, and th- it's not the fic I'm covering, but it's called Just a Bet by uh, Satoshi and um, uh, the uh, Pirate Fish Mama. And Pirate Fish Mama is all one word, and Satoshi is S-A-T-A-S-H-I. They are, like, two of, like, the most prominent fic writers in the Chibumi fandom. Um, I want to punch Child Genshin Impact in the face. No, leave him alone. He's so hot. Um, my body pillow is in the other room, and he can hear you. I I respect you, but I respectfully don't see it. Thank he you. He is so attractive. You don't understand. Listen, listen. I didn't see it either until I was just playing. Like, because keep in mind, when I first played through Genshin, I played through with no spoilers, right? So, like, I just uh-huh. kind of steamrolled through it the first couple of months. I I, I I will say I enjoy the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. They make me understand it a bit more. Yeah, it's the belly, it's the it's the hip skin, and 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 the and the <laughs> hey girly, hold still, you know, like 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 listen, listen, because like and you don't and people who play as Ether, the the male traveler, they really don't get it either because the reason that I immediately was like, oh shit, is because when he saves you, uh, when the Mililith are trying to get you, he goes, hey girly, hold still, and then like it's just such a sexy scene, but when you're the male character. He goes, hey, buddy, hold still. And like, he has such a, re- a punchable face, though. He does. But there's a reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for at least agreeing with me on that. Well, see, he's battle sexual, so that would make him horny. So <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He literally gets turned Oof. on by battle. Like, I fucking in one of the recent this. events where he, like, made his return, he was just, like, like you know, you're supposed to, like, there's, like, a day or two in between each chapter, and after, like, every day or two, you go back in, and he's like, haha, you guys finally came back! And you're like, dude, did you even eat or sleep? He goes, no, I've been fighting! <laughs> the past 48 <laughs> this, hours! This fucking dumbass. <laughs> he's so, he that's, that's Thor energy. That's Thor energy No, no, right no, there. because, because... Thor is nice. <laughs> child, Thor is I, nice. child is not a good person, <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> I really like fix that make him a good person, but like if we're looking at this like un, in an unbiased way, like he he's not a villain in the true sense of the word that he wants like everyone to die. He's a villain in that like he he just wants to fight, right? Like he doesn't care what happens around him as long as his goals are being met. And it, honestly, he kind of gives me Doomfist from Overwatch vibes and that, like, Doomfist's whole thing is he wants the entire world to just go to war, right? That's what Child wants. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I'm saying, like, he, he's not a good person. 
It kind of gives me like Sith motivation vibes where it's a little like, bit. Yeah. Where it's like, similar. I just kind of want my goals to be met. I don't care about what happens to literally anyone around me. Yeah. It's he treats me, everything and that as, is an, all. as an uh, means to his end. So like, yeah, that's, that is very it. Sith mentality. I enjoy yes. that. I would definitely say that is accurate, but like I was saying, because of the hold still girly, like, Chibumi has been, like, one of the most popular uh, male-female ships, if not the most popular one in Genshin ever since. Um, it got a lot of hate for a minute when people were like, no, the Travelers are minor-coded, and everyone's like, they're, like, canonically thousands of years old. Um, if anything, it's wrong because she's dating somebody who's only, like, 30, and, <laughs> you know, if you want to get technical. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so I really don't care what people say, because, like, Lumine is canonically, like, not a minor, and she's not in, like, a minor body or whatever, like, that's just what she looks like. Sorry that not yeah. all adults are, like, 5'10 and, like, super, like, big. You know, like, she's allowed to be petite. Like, those... And it's not, it's not like... Oh, the, yeah, 100%. She, I like see her definitely as more of a adult. petite adult. I yeah, know people 100%. who are older than me who look like Lumine, right? Like, and the thing is, yeah. too, and it's not like she's, you know, a thousand years old in the body of a 12-year-old like all the dragon lollies always are. Like, no, like, she, like, looks like a passable adult. Like, she's just, you know, she looks younger than some of the other characters, but that doesn't make her an adult. Like, she's not, but at the end of the day, too, like, she's not supposed to have, like, a definite age because she's supposed to be the player insert. So yeah, if you're 100%. a minor, it makes sense that you see Lumine as a minor. If you're an adult, like you and me, it makes sense that you see her as an adult. Um, sorry. So, I'll get off, thank you. I'll get off yes. my soapbox about Chilumi. I just get really heated about it. Like, I, like, I just don't understand why they're, like, antis for this ship when there's, like, actual, like, problematic shit going on, you know? Like, yeah. Like, like, not to point fingers, but, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with the ship. Um, but, uh, that being said, um, read, uh, Just a Bet by Pirate Fish Mama and Satoshi because that's what I'm gonna do the second we're done recording. Um, but this fic is not an explicit fic. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I chose a teen and up fic this time. And uh, this is called Eclipse by Momochi, M-O-M-O-C-H-I underscore 17. Like I said, it's rated teen and up. Um, it's from Lumine's POV, so I'll read for her and you can read for Mr. Child and get mad at me if I have to say Tartaglia. How did you say it in Italian? Um, they say Tartaglia, tar- but it's you get offended. Like, it'd be that. like Tartaglia. Partalia? Oh, like you're putting me on the you're putting me on the spot, bro. <laughs> it's the 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 G L is like one of the hardest kind of you know how there's really hard sounds to make in certain languages? Yeah, for sure. The G L is like the hardest one to make in Italian. Mm-hmm. So it's on like the spot e- I'm like, e- I overthink it's like it. Like a g- sound, right? Yeah, it's like it's like mm-hmm. kind of like that. It, when you're on the spot, it's really hard because you're like, it. oh yeah. my god, am I sp- saying it right? But like if I was speaking i'd be and not thinking about it i'd be able to say yeah otherwise it's it's more it's more of a uh emphasis on the l than the g yeah 100 percent. that's what it is i will say like in the voice actors defenses because a lot of people give a lot of shit to the english oh i don't give a shit fucking fucking call it whatever they call it in the game it's it's not that big of a deal i I do want to say that because like people get like really upset at the english voice actors especially for instance like you know, I, I'm not a fan of Paimon's VA, but that's, like, a different story for another time, and it's nothing to do with how they voice Paimon. Uh, but, like, they say, um, it's Ayaka, uh, who is, like, one of the new characters you meet in Inazuma, so she's, you know, Japanese, based off Japan, so her name is pronounced Ayaka. She, uh, Paimon pronounces it Ayaka, like, literally every single time. That's why, like, every I had to speed through the Inazuma voice lines, because I could not stand hearing Ayaka! 
Ayaka, like every five seconds. But that's how they were told to pronounce it. Like they were directed to pronounce it that way. Mm -hmm. They weren't allowed to say Ayaka, you know, because it wouldn't fit with the voice of the character. Or um, for yeah. child, for some reason, like they said, like yeah, we were explicitly told to say Tartaglia and not like the Italian way. And even though that upset like a lot of like fans, um, because I'm pretty sure in like the other languages that've been dubbed, they're allowed to say it the correct way. What but the it was, fuck? The, the English is up with the was, English? Like, they were specifically like I know that Griffin Burns was explicitly told to say Tartaglia. So, <laughs> so nobody give hate to the the uh, actors. Give hate to the directors. They're yeah, they're just trying their best, man. Yes. So, um, let's get into it. Uh, so, oh, yeah. Child is if there's starting. more... Um, okay. You can also read, then, for Amber and Venti. Um, and I think those are the only ones. Um, I didn't copy the whole fic. It is a one-shot. Um, I took, like, kind of the first half and cut out uh, parts of it here and there, so I'll mention when I cut it out. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I think you're just going to read for Child, Amber, and Venti. Okay. Don't tell her this, but I especially like admiring her while under her. A certain familiar voice echoed throughout Angel's share. It was a horribly failed attempt to whisper a secret. Uh, under her? Lumine heard Amber's bewildered voice as she stuttered. Opening the door towards the tavern, what appears before her was an unusual gathering of people. The only thing common between them would be how they were all acquainted with her. Yeah, she's so hot when she gets me on the floor. Child dreamily answered, seemingly unaware of the misunderstandings probably going through Amber's mind. Venti, who was sitting beside the Fatui Harbinger, laughed. He then turned his head until he met Lumine's eyes. The honorary knight likes doing it on the floor, Venti teased. Lumine gaped at them as blood rushed to her cheeks. When fighting! He means when I beat him in a fight! Damn it, child, what's wrong with you? She furiously clarified. Upon hearing her voice, Child whipped his head back to look at Lumine. Comrade, you're here! He excitedly said, his eyes shining like a child who had been waiting for his favorite person. Okay, but, like, they hint so much at Chilumi throughout canon, and it drives me crazy. Like, fucking, like, the last line you heard from him in his last event was, like, your eyes are like the night sky, comrade. And it was, like, shit like that. Like, he's so flirtatious with Lumine every single time. And then, um, before I continue, I do want to give a quick shout-out to every single author who uses the child battle line, because, so, uh, for those of you guys who don't play Genshin, child is a weekly boss, right? Like, you can fight him once a week to get rewards. Um, and he has a set voice line that he says every single time. He's like, ho oh, are you prepared to fight me, traveler? Well, then. Or he's like, surrender is a valid option. Well, then. I won't go easy on you. Something like that. It's escaping me right now. But every single fic I've ever read for them... Some, like, the author finds a way to put it in, like, to put in and say, surrender is a valid option. <laughs> Just, like, to put, the, <laughs> to put the battle lines in, because they're so flirty when he says it. And it's, it drives mm -hmm. me crazy every single time I see it. Uh, sorry, I just, like I said, this is my hyperfixation right now. So I'm, I'm going to go a bit feral talking. <laughs> um, okay. The ginger-haired unsteadily stood up from the bar stool and hurriedly walked towards her. He wrapped his arms around her and nuzzled his face on her hair. I was just talking to them about how I like the way you bring me to my knees, he muttered. Lumine struggled to get out of Child's arms, but to no avail. The man's grip was even stronger than usual. She took a deep breath before pushing him away as hard as she could. Why the hell are you talking that way? She was glad Paimon wasn't with her, or else she would have been so suspicious of her and chewed the harbinger out like crazy. When Child was far enough for Lumine to see his face, she finally knew what's up. His face was flushed and his eyes were in a haze. His usually flawless clothes were disheveled as well as his beautiful hair. Are you drunk? Lumine raised an eyebrow at him. 
Child simply grinned like the Cheshire cat. I also will say, um, the Japanese dub, which a lot of players play with, at least like English speaking players play with, uh, instead of saying girly, he says Ojo chan, like lady, you know, the little like the little okay. girl. So that's why. The wine tastes heavenly here, Ojo chan. So you can always tell when a Genshin player plays in Japanese if they say Ojo chan or girly. Just saying. <laughs> he said as he shot a look towards Menti and winked at him. The bard laughed and shook his head. I tried to stop them, Lumine. Amber just shrugged and gave her an apologetic smile. Lumine sighed. This is exactly why no one dares drink with the wind archon. Child said he'd pay for a drink, so Dealer would not shoot me a glare no matter how much I drink tonight. Venti grumbled as he took another swig of his wine. Typical child. Typical Venti. The blonde turned back to the harbinger in front of her, or in front of him. What are you even doing here? She asked, her brows furrowed. Child heartily let out his signature chuckle in a way that Lumine could not foresee. He brought his hands to her face. With his big hands on her jaw, Child affectionately caressed her cheeks with his thumb. I was just telling them how precious you are to me. Lumine couldn't help but gasp by the sudden words of affection, combined with the way he was gently touching her. Her face flushed as her heart picked up its pace. It wasn't unusual for Child to throw flirty words at her, but it was the first time he told her something like this so straightforwardly with his eyes filled with such longing. You're drunk, Child. I should get you home. She turned You're away. drunk, go home! And literally, she turned away in embarrassment and pulled Child's hands away from her face in a sorry attempt to calm her heart. Um, so then I did cut out some of the words to make it a little shorter. Um, basically, she like starts walking him back to the hotel that he's staying at. A few minutes of comfortable silence have surrounded them before Child gasped suddenly. I forgot to pay, he said. There was a pause before he loudly laughed. What? Lumine exhaled and went to drop Child on a nearby bench. Wait here. Dealer's going to be so mad if I just let you drink and run. Okay, babe. <laughs> the drunkard slurred in reply. Lumine quickly paced back to the tavern. The bell dinged as she entered Angel's chair once again. That stupid guy forgot to pay, she said before pulling a pouch of Mora from her backpack. She placed it on the table in front of the bartender, Charles. She smiled apologetically at him as she said, sorry for the trouble. Charles laughed and shook his head. I'm going to read for him. No worries. He then shot her a warm smile before saying, You know, that guy has it bad for you. I appreciate the attempt at the deeper voice, Liz. It makes me happy. <laughs> Venti and Amber chuckled, <laughs> chuckled beside Lumine as they muttered words in affirmative. Confusion ran across Lumine's face. She tilted her head and asked, Huh? What? Did he say something? Sorry, Lumine. We were told to keep it a secret. Venti answered as he shrugged, his index finger and his lips in a hush. Lumine tried for a few more times to get them to spill the beans, but to no avail. In the end, she walked back to the bench where Child was sitting with nothing. Then I cut more off, um, like, about her just, like, kind of admiring, uh, admiring them. And then, yeah, they were just walking out. She cleared her throat as she approached him. What did you say to them? The beautiful silhouette of a man slowly turned his head until his ocean blue eyes could meet her golden ones. Child just looked at her for a few seconds, his face searching her with face of focus as if he was memorizing every part of it. I told you, didn't I? I was telling them how precious you are to me. He already said those words at the tavern, but this time he whispered it so quietly as if meant only for her. The way he stared so intently and how serious his voice sounded didn't help in calming her increasingly racing heartbeat. Lumine pressed her eyes closed and took a deep breath. He's always like this to her. He likes making her feel things and then leaving her hanging. Child flirts like hell, but that's it. He never acts upon it. He never holds her like he means it. 
He's always taking a step towards her, then two steps back. She was so used to it, and likewise, she too didn't have the guts to move. Let's just get you home, child, she muttered before supporting him up and walking with him to the hotel. Silence surrounded them once again, and it was kept until they arrived at their destination. Child was swaying on his feet, so Lamine had to support him until he reached his bed. Gently, she lay him down on the soft mattress. Before Lamine could cover him in his blanket, Child groaned and pulled at his shirt. Hot, he complained, his eyes closed as he clumsily picked on the buttons of his shirt for a few seconds. I totally apart. understand that feeling when you're drunk, though, and right, you're, like, you're like, too hot and you're drunk, you're like, I want to fucking die. Like, I want to be naked. <laughs> um, he picked on the buttons of his shirt for a few seconds until it came apart, revealing his bare torso. Lumine's jaw almost fell to the floor. Girl, me too. Like, so the body pillow I have on my bed right now, it's like literally a life-size body pillow child. It's not life-size. I think it's like two feet shorter than him uh, or like a foot shorter than what he would be. But um, like he his pants are unbuttoned and his shirt's running up a bit and he's, he's wearing, um, it's like knockoff Louis Vuitton underwear and it says F instead of L for the patooey. And it's like, and he's just like, uh-huh. you know, and he's just smirking and God, just, I have it in the other room and just thinking about it makes me blush. Uh, Nick that keeps for you. on the floor because he gets jealous. Um, um, I will say, like, I I don't think I can necessarily one hundred percent judge you because that's just me with Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, <laughs> and like, look, listen, it was it was about time for me to hyperfixate on another fictional male character because I hyperfixated on Sakisha McKay from Haikyuu for I want to say it was seven years, something like that, six or seven years. Yeah, I still have the memories of being able to see your your freaking body pillow from the great lawn out your window that was great that was that was so iconic um every time Bo's family came over they were like can you please hide him so he'd like take a nap under the blanket and also that body pillow was half the size of the one i have now so when you come when you come up next liz you're gonna see how i'm gonna punch him no i mean he'd probably punch him he'd like it shut up (laughs) i hate this I'm gonna ignore him. <laughs> oh, he he wouldn't like that. So, yeah, good. Um. Uh, okay, where were we? Uh, Lumine's jaw almost fell to the floor. Her golden eyes, as if having a mind of their own, traveled from his face down to his neck, perfectly toned chest, abdomen, and that sexy V leading to his. Well, that escalated quickly. Blood rushed to her face as her heart beat so crazily against her ribcage. The momentary loss of senses disappeared when her attention was caught by the man's scars. Child's body was filled with scars of different shapes and sizes. This does not make him less beautiful, though. As a fellow warrior, rather than a sense of pity, Lumine felt a sort of pride. They were proof of the battles he had won, proof that he was still here, alive and breathing. Nevertheless, it pains her to see how much it must have hurt him, and a tad guilty for one of those one or two of those scars may have actually come from her. Feel free to touch. Child suddenly broke the ice, his tone teasing, but there was something in his half-lidded eyes that made Lumine forget how to breathe. Lumine blushed and huffed as she turned her face away from his body. I'm going, she muttered under her breath before attempting to walk out of the room, only to be stopped by Child's tight grip on her hand. Can you not? It was the lowest she had ever heard his voice, sending shivers down her spine. The good kind. The blonde slowly turned to look back at him. Child... Before she could even utter a thought, Child pulled her with him in the bed and rolled over so he was hovering above her. With flushed cheeks and hazy eyes, Child pressed his forehead against Lumine's and took a deep breath. I miss when you're not there, Lumine, he whispered like a helpless child. I want to be with you, always, every second. 
Shocked was an understatement. Bumin suddenly forgot that oxygen is necessary to live. She was used to child's flirty words, but again, he never acted this way towards her. He was too close, the warmth of his bare chest enveloping her, making her lose her mind. I never wanted anyone, anything, this much, he added, a streak of pain and frustration dancing across his features. Lumine, he called her name in a husky voice, Liz's favorite tone. With long- I don't have a fucking husky voice, I'm sorry. Lumine. <laughs> yeah, like that. Fuck you, not to be mad. Liz. Anakin. No. You know, like uh, like that. No, not doing it. <laughs> I don't think I can. And a husky voice filled with longing, frustration, pain, and something else that she couldn't seem to decipher. They kept their gaze on each other, drowning in the other's gaze, measuring if this was a tension they could fight. Slowly, Child leaned closer to her until their lips were a breath away. It was a cue for Lumine to shut her eyes as she eagerly waited for the soft touch of their lips. It was about time that she be honest to herself. She wanted this. She wanted him as much as he wanted her. That's what she thought. But then a few seconds passed without feeling the warmth of child's lips on hers. Then she heard a laugh. I'm just kidding, Lumine. He muttered, pulling his face away as he continued laughing. Lumine scrunched her nose. She knew the way child laughed. It was one of her favorite things about him, after all. She knew it well enough to know how humorous of a laugh this one was. Still, it was there, the two steps back. And she wanted to scream in frustration. Girl, me too. Warm liquid started to fill Lumine's eyes, which Child didn't take a second to notice. He placed one thumb on her cheek and gently caressed it, as if wiping a tear that was not yet falling. Sorry, he muttered in a tiny voice. He apologized, but for a different reason than that of Lumine was so angry about. A single tear fell from Lumine's right eye before she had the courage to ask, What are you so afraid of? Her question was vague, but the way child's eyes widened revealed that he fully understood what she meant. You have to see the way I, uh, you have eyes to see the way I look at you. You clearly know how I feel. Yet why do you keep playing with my heart? Do you think you could break me? I'm not so weak, child. She said, her words filling like a tightly lidded box that was suddenly opened. Her voice was shaking, desperate, seeking for answers she had been holding herself back from searching for. Child's features softened, softened, a vague smile crawling through his lips. Of course not, Lumine. You're the strongest woman I know, he whispered, his voice filled with admiration as he continued slowly and gently swiping his thumb back and forth on her cheek. Lumine tightly held the hand on her face and asked, her voice breaking, Then why? It was a plea, a desperate overdue plea from her to him. I... you... He stuttered as his gaze desperately searched her face, not knowing where it should stay. Lumine... You deserve so much better than me. Bullshit. Lumine furrowed her eyebrows and tried to turn her face away from him, but he used both of his hands to cup her face and keep her golden orbs at him, his weight shifting to his elbows, pressing his body closer to hers. I'm sorry, Lumine. I'm going to say it the way that the English voice actor says it, because now I'm, like, nervous, and I don't want to, like, say it wrong and get clowned on. But I'm sorry, Lumine. I'm a Turk. Tartaglia. I'm a Tartaglia. <laughs> yeah, a Tartaglia. Um, that pains me. But Fatui. What is that? Fatui Harbinger. Harbinger. Your enemy. As you have brought hope and peace to people's lives, I have brought ruin to many. Your paint smiles while I paint a rust-scented red. He said, his ocean eyes gazing intently at her. His voice was quiet, but the pain laced through it was audible to Lumine's ears. I don't... I don't want to ruin you, too. 
I'd die. I'd fucking die. You're my light, Lumi. I love watching you shine so much that I know I would not- I would do nothing but pale it. He continued so quickly as if in a panic. Lumine was staring up at him when something hot fell on her chin. Chow's cheeks were flushed when his grip on her face tightened. Tears then began falling from his eyes. I am aware, Lumine. I'm aware that I have no right to want you this way. He hid his face from her, nuzzling the side of her neck. I'm aware that I have no right to love you, but here we are. Lumine was frozen for a second. She wasn't sure whether she wanted to scream or cry, but she was sure that it would not be of pain or disgust. It would be of relief, of joy, of love for the man in front of her. She gently pushed Chow away, far enough for their eyes to meet. She cupped his face with her small yet strong hands and pulled his face closer to hers until their noses could touch. What about what I want? Who I want? Am I not allowed to decide who's right for me? I am not perfect, child. I have blood in my hands. I am not a saint. I am not all good, just like how you are not all bad. You may be Tartaglia, but you are also Ajax, a man who loves fishing with his father, a man who sends toys to his sibling, a man who would do anything for his family, a keeper of promises. Though I am not condoning or disregarding the deceitful things you have done, they couldn't stop me from loving you. She inhaled deeply, letting his manly scent mix with the scent of sweet wine intoxicate her senses. Child, listen, I am in love with you, with the way you laugh, the way you tell stories, your voice, your eyes, the way you love your family, and if loving you was a sin, I'd rather suffer the consequences than stop. Child's ocean blue eyes were wide as another tear fell from it down to Lumine's cheek. He so quickly wiped it with his thumb as if afraid that it would stain her. He swallowed hard, so many emotions crossed his face as he stuttered. I'm trying so hard for you, but you- I'm tired of watching the two steps back, Lumine cut him off, putting her hand on the back of his neck and pulling him closer until their lips touched. She kissed him ever so lightly, like that, a touch of a breeze, but it was enough for the warmth of Child's lips to travel through her entire body. I love you, Ajax. Child stiffened in her grasp, and he pulled away just as quickly as she kissed him. For a while, Lumine's heart thundered in fear. Would he still reject it? Would he still reject what they obviously have? But when she saw the look on his eyes, she knew her fears were unfounded. I'm going to give you one last chance, Lumine. Something that just makes me think that, why don't you give, give me, me one, one more chance? <laughs> I love that. It's so good. Why don't you give, give me, me one more chance? Something dark flashed across Child's eyes as he stared at her. His voice was low and quiet as that of a beast threatening its prey. Once you're mine, I'm never letting you go again. Blood ran up to Lumine's cheeks at the heat of Child's stare and the sweet poison of his voice. But it was done. She was his. And that's where Boom. I cut it Book off. Closed. Thank you. Um, Sorry, that was like good. another half of it that I didn't include, but it basically like they just make out a bit and then they wake up and um she's like, Oh my god, like our leg like you know, their legs are entangled, whatever, but they're they just like woke up and he's like, So <laughs> did we fuck? And she's like, What? You don't remember? And he's like, Haha, what happened? <gasps> and she's like, You don't remember? <laughs> and then but he's just fucking with her, he remembers. He's like, Haha, yeah, I love you. But <laughs> 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 when I remember when I first read it, I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> it's like all um, that for <laughs> Lally, do not go here um i don't dislike the ship it's just not my ship that's fair i, mean, I, I will say like it is a good fic it's a good fic all the fics are in so well and also like side note if you're horny like me and you like omegaverse for some reason a good chunk oh of my the God. fans are also into omegaverse so like there's the really last thing I want to do omegaverse. is read straight people Omegaverse. Okay, usually I wouldn't either, but with them, everything is so hot, so <laughs> it's worth no. it. It's 
worth no. it. If I one, I don't even read it anyway. But if I'm going to read it, no. That's fine, Liz. I'll change your mind in a couple of weeks. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. What? Uh, you'll find out when we do our special. Oh my god, no! You are not. I'm going to. I already. I showed you. I showed you what I picked for the special. No, but I know exactly what fic you're choosing now, and I want to kill you. Is it? Did you not look at the one I chose before? No, I didn't look at it. Yeah. Wait, how do you know what fic I'm choosing then? You've never read this fic. Well, no, I'm assuming with what we're talking about right now. You'll see what I mean, though. It's 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 insane. It's, it's not. I'll okay. give you a hint, though. It's not Child and Lumine. Okay, that's it's what not, I was like about to be like. You're not making me. No, okay, it's not. It's you. not a Genshin fic at all. It's actually okay, from a fandom you. that you would never expect me to pick from. Now I'm gonna go look at it. No, don't look at it. Don't look at it. Uh, I'll keep it a surprise. I'll keep it a surprise. Yeah, keep it a surprise because because you did all the notes for um like the first one. So you know we'll talk more uh in like a week or so about the special because we also have to plan yeah. when you come up to record it. Um, yeah. But well, no, I, we'll talk. Yeah. Yeah. We'll 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 talk shop later. Um. But uh. Yeah. I definitely am gonna keep reading these types of fix. I'm assuming that you are as well as. Um, um, I actually, well, yeah, actually, because it does go along a lot with college years, it does happen quite often because, like, lol, we're drunk at a frat party, and then I confess my love to you, like, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's just like, it's a good, it's, it's just an easy way to get people like to confess stuff. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, uh, so I guess we can, yeah, wrap it up. Yeah, now. where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Lazily Liz. What about you, Gaps? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flighty Nerd Liz. Where can we uh, find you or the the show? Not you. We already know you, you can. You can find the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Trope Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Trope Podcast or the Trope's Battle for Dumbass. If you need emails for any reason, like feedback, requests, or good maze runner fix or good Twilight fix, please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please comment, rate, follow, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to the show. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thank you, guys, and stay tuned for next week and more Fifty Shades soon. All right, bye. Bye.